Welcome to the Super Sleuth Podcast, presented by the Frostburg State University Children's Literature Center. Get ready to time travel with your hosts, Bill and Cameron, and use your detective skills to identify our mystery famous person. We'll give you 10 clues about our famous person, plus we'll give you the meanings of three vocabulary words related to our famous person. Using the 10 clues and three vocabulary words, can you identify our mystery famous person? Be sure to listen all the way through our podcast because Bill and Cameron will also have a special segment involving superheroes and will tell you all about an awesome new book. If you like our podcast, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud. Are you ready to have fun? Let's start the Super Sleuth Podcast. Happy New Year, Cameron. Happy New Year. Let's start with Season 4, Episode 6. Who was the person that we featured the last time? The person we featured last time was none other than Kobe Bryant, or just Kobe. Just Kobe. The book was Who Was Kobe Bryant by Alan Lapacu. Let's talk a little bit about the... Vocabulary. We're going to talk about the vocabulary. Very good. The first vocabulary word, it was a noun... And the definition was a person who does not belong to a particular group. And the answer was outsider. The second vocabulary word that we used, we were looking for, was also a noun. And it was the definition of which was time in addition to what is normal. And in basketball, we call that overtime. The last vocabulary word is a adverb. And it means after death. And it is posthumously. Um, and then the superhero from last time uh, was none other than Naruto Uzumaki. So if you guessed Naruto Uzumaki, you were correct. Very good, Cameron. I'm impressed. Okay, we're ready for the clues for this episode. I will begin. <clears throat> Number one, I was born in 1934 in London, England. And when I was little more than a year, my father gave me a toy chimpanzee animal which he named Jubilee after the first chimp born in the London Zoo. Today, this toy stuffed animal sits on a dresser in my home. Clue number one. I was born in 1934 in London, England. And when I was little more than a year, my father gave me a toy chimpanzee animal, which he named Jubilee after the first chimp born in the London Zoo. Today, this toy stuffed animal sits on a dresser in my home. Clue number two. At the age of five, I was so curious to see how a chicken lays an egg that I crept into a chicken coop and watched silently for five hours until out popped an egg from underneath the hen. Clue number two. At the age of five, I was so curious to see how a chicken lays an egg that I crept into a chicken coop and watched silently for five hours until out popped an egg from underneath the hen. Clue number three. In 1943, I was nine, and I loved to read. My favorite book was the story of Dr. Doolittle, which is about a man who goes to Africa and is able to talk to the animals. It was about this time I decided I wanted to live in Africa close to the wild animals. 
Clue number three. In 1943, I was nine, and I loved to read. My favorite book was the story of Dr. Doolittle, which is about a man who goes to Africa and is able to talk to the animals. It was about this time I decided I wanted to live in Africa close to the wild animals. Clue number four. I was a good student in high school, but my divorced parents could not afford to send me to college. So I moved to London and took an uninspiring job as a secretary. But I never gave up on my dream of living in Africa and studying animals in their natural habitat. Clue number four. I was a good student in high school, but my divorced parents could not afford to send me to college. So I moved to London and took an unaspiring job as a secretary, but I never gave up on my dream of living in Africa and studying animals in their natural habitat. Clue number five. Then in 1956, I received a letter from a high school friend inviting me to her parents' home in Kenya. Traveling to Africa was extremely expensive, so I got a job in a restaurant to buy my passage. I was good at being a waitress and could balance 13 plates on my arms simultaneously. Clue number five. Then in 1956, I received a letter from a high school friend inviting me to her parents' home in Kenya. Traveling to Africa was extremely expensive, so I got a job in a restaurant to buy my passage. I was good at being a waitress and could balance 13 plates on my arms simultaneously. Clue number six. I arrived in Africa on my 23rd birthday. At my party, I met Lewis and Mary Leake, who were studying fossils of the earliest humans. They offered me a job in their museum, and they soon taught me to dig for fossils of Oduvai Gorge. Alas, I could stay. Clue number six. I arrived in Africa on my 23rd birthday. At my party, I met Lewis and Mary Leake, who were studying fossils of the earliest humans. They offered me a job in their museum, and they soon taught me to dig for fossils in Oyubai Gorge. Alas, I could stay. Clue number seven. I love the gorge, which is like a desert with all the animals of my dreams, rhinoceros, gazelles, and lions. But best of all, the Leakies taught me about chimpanzees because they believed that chimpanzees had much in common with humans. Clue number seven. I love the gorge, which is like a desert with all the animals of my dreams, rhinoceros, gazelles, and lions. But best of all, they taught me about chimpanzees because the Leakies believed that chimpanzees had much in common with humans. Clue number eight. In 1960, I moved to the isolated Gombe Stream Game Reserve, which is now the country of Tanzania, where my life works, where my life's work began. I lived in a forest along a stream in a campsite, with the nearest town being an hour away by boat. In 1960, I moved to the isolated Gombe Stream Game Reserve, 
which is in the now country of Tanzania, where my life's work began. I lived in a forest along a stream in a campsite with the nearest town being an hour away by boat. Clue number nine. Since African officials didn't allow me to live alone, my mother, Vanny, came to live with me in an old army tent covered with mosquito netting. Our turret was a hole outside surrounded by a fence. Clue number nine. Since African officials did not allow me to live alone, my mother, Vanny, came to live with me in an old army tent covered with mosquito netting. Our toilet was a hole outside surrounded by a fence. Clue number 10. Each day at dawn, I walked into the forest and climbed the peak to watch the chimps through binoculars. Even though I couldn't see them, I could hear their pant hoot call to one another. Clue number 10. Each day at dawn, I walked into the forest and climbed a peak to watch the chimps through binoculars. Even though I couldn't see see them, I could hear their pant hoot call to one another. Clue number 11. Weeks and months passed. I recovered from malaria, and then one day my patients paid off and the chimps let me see them. I stayed in the background, never hid, acted uninterested, and quietly watched. Clue number 11. Weeks and months passed. I recovered from malaria, and then one day my patients paid off and the chimps let me see them. I stayed in the background, never hid, acted uninterested, and quietly watched. Clue number 12. I observed the chimps in all kinds of weather and sometimes stayed at night keeping copious notes on how they used tools to dig for termites, hug and kiss and laugh, swagger and throw tantrums, become angry, and watch how their hair would stand on end and how they loved playing in waterfalls. I recorded the life cycle of chimps, knowing some of them from birth to death. My observations and writings uncovered many secrets of the animal world. Clue number 12. I observed the chimps in all kinds of weather and sometimes stayed at night keeping copious notes on how they used tools to dig for termites, hug and kiss and laugh, swagger and throw tantrums, become angry and watch how their hair would stand on end and how they love playing in waterfalls. I recorded the life cycle of the chimps, knowing some of them from birth to death. My observations and writings uncovered many secrets of the animal world. Clue number 13. In 1986, I attended a conference organ around my book, The Chimpanzees of Gombe, Patterns of Behavior, where I learned about the deforestation and destruction of the chimps' habitat all across Africa. So I left my beloved Gombe and started giving speeches to save the chimps. Today, I travel most of the year working to save animals and the land they live in. Clue number 13. 
1986, I attended a conference organized around my book, The Chimpanzees of Gombe, Patterns of Behavior, where I learned about the deforestation and destruction of the chimps' habitat all across Africa. So I left my beloved Gombe and started giving speeches to save the chimps. Today, I travel most of the year working to save animals and the land they live in. Clue number 14. My first name is the same as Tarzan's girlfriend in the movie The Legend of Tarzan, and I often refer to myself as the white ape. Who am I? My first name is the same as Tarzan's girlfriend in the movie The Legend of Tarzan, and I often refer to myself as the white ape. Who am I? Now we're ready for vocabulary. I will begin. The first vocabulary word, which remember is found in the clues. We're looking for a noun. Definition is act or habit of power of seeing and noting. The def we're looking for a noun. First vocabulary word. Definition is act or habit of power of seeing and noting. Clue number two is a noun, and it means a place where an animal or a plant naturally lives or grows. Clue number two is a noun, and it is a place where an animal or plant naturally lives or grows. We're looking for a vocabulary word, number three, which is an adjective. Definition is plentiful, abundant, containing much matter. The third vocabulary we're looking for is an adjective. Definition is plentiful, abundant, containing much matter. Once again, I'm wearing a superhero shirt. And our superhero, uh, it's a character um, in the same world that the superhero from last time came from. So if you don't remember, the superhero from last time was Naruto Uzumaki. So if you're familiar with that, then this superhero comes from that same world. And his special, he has a couple of special abilities. One is he has a move called the Lightning Blade. And then he also has a special ability called the Sharing God. So those are your clues. Great clues, Cameron. Those were wonderful. Would you like to tell our listeners how they can get in touch with us, give us some ideas and suggestions? Yes. Yeah, so if you'd like to get in contact with us, our email, and it's all lowercase, is www.frostbergclc at gmail.com. You can email us um, any clues, well, not clues, your answers to the clues, um, and any suggestions um, that we can make. And then you can also contact us on SoundCloud. You can send us a message, and you can send us the same thing you would in an email. Thank you, Cameron. We hope everyone has enjoyed our episode and has learned something about this particular person we're featuring. We thank everyone for, for listening to us. And thank you, Cameron, for being a part of this. Yes, thank you. It's been fun, Super Sleuths. Now make sure to submit your answers to who you believe is our mystery famous person and the three vocabulary words. Also, be sure to look for future episodes of the Super Sleuth podcast on SoundCloud. And if you have any questions or comments, you can contact us on our SoundCloud page. Please join Bill and Cameron again for more time traveling. And in the meantime, great job, super sleuths. Super sleuths.